0: Um, the ass to mouth stuff is good. <laughs> Just
1: I'm gonna take that out of context now. What <laughs> does that clip right should. <laughs> um,
0: Put that in the intro.
1: <laughs> the ass to mouth is good. Use the force, Live long and prosper. I was going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters.
0: Lilo Dallas Multipass. Shut up and take my money.
1: By Grandpa's <laughs> hammer. What a saving. One does not simply walk into Mordor X never, ever. Marks the spot. he's coming? <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Stay a while and listen. My whole committee. Frog. Your year. ties are cool. So say we all. This is a, a, play a play on Nerds. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 154 of a play on Nerds. Uh, I'm Jarman, and I'm Steve,
0: the other guy. That's We're right. Co-host the hell out of this. We're
1: both the other guy. Uh, That's and right. this week we are going to be talking about the maybe overrated, maybe underrated Clerks 2, which maybe is maybe evenly rated. <laughs> Even, evenly rated. That's uh, uh, in uh, Kevin Smith's VS universe. Uh, Clerks 1 was his first ever movie that got him on the on the charts and then he made Clerks 2 many years later and now Clerks 3 is coming out very soon. So uh we're doing an honor of that. But before we do that, uh Steve, what have you been up to since our last episode?
0: <laughs> well, since our last episode Uh, So I recently went, for the first time since I was probably nine, went to a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, really? Yeah. This past weekend, we were out running an errand uh, at a fabric store, and we pulled up to the one Joann's in the area, and right next to it was a big old Chuck E. Cheese. I
1: didn't even know they were still around anymore.
0: Yeah, no one does. (laughs) Um, And so... I send Anna and Dilly on ahead to go to the store and I'm like, Joyce, now go spend some tokens and do Chuck E. Cheese. Cause I'm like a shark, you know, I'm a, an arcade shark. Oh yeah. So we go in orig- already the, like the machine to give us the, the card breaks, not a good sign. <laughs> and I realized that the tokens are really cheap and I go, what is happening? Uh-oh. And then I look at the prize wall and all their big end prizes are like 400 to 800 tickets. Hmm. And that's really low. It is, um, and so I start looking around, and every one of their games is like they have no high payout games. They have very few stacking bonus games. Uh, even the the games that have jackpots, they're like capped. So, a different place where the jackpot might be five hundred to nine hundred. Here it was like two hundred cap, fifty
1: cap. I love if you're talking about it like you're talking about a casino you're about to rob. <laughs>
0: no, it's because it is. It's a legal casino. <laughs> and if you know how to play the games, if you know how to spot the machines that are ready to pay and ready to play, mm-hmm. if anything, you have more advantage, much more advantage in an arcade because you can actually see what's going on in some of the machines.
1: Yeah. And I remember as a kid, like 32,000 tickets would get you like a PlayStation, the first PlayStation, obviously. Like it was up there, but like it was it was eventually doable. But they had, but bet, Anna, they had good prizes.
0: But just for context, I am an arcade shark. Uh, Whenever we go to my mother in law's, Anna and I use our date time to go to Dave and Buster's. Uh And Anna, what do we have on our card right now? Like twenty thousand or something insane. I think
1: we spent to get one of those big stuffies. I think we're down to like
0: twelve. We're down to twelve thousand tickets.
1: It all stays in the card. So it's not physical tickets anymore.
0: Yeah, it's just a physical. And but then when we go, we can load up. So I think we went a while ago, and we won thirteen thousand or something like that, and ended up only buying like three hundred tickets worth of stuff. So it just stayed on the card till our next visit. Nice. Uh, but now you can buy appetizers and stuff.
1: Oh, with your tickets, nice. Yeah,
0: with points. So uh, it can be worth it. So I'm a shark, but I, this was E. Cheese is an incredibly disappointing arcade.
1: Oh, uh, they gone. They now, sold the animatronics so
0: differently. What? Do
1: they sold the animatronics?
0: There was an animatronic. It was not a full stage. It was not the full band. It was like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. Wow, that's sad. Gone downhill. Um, so yeah, that's my nerdy thing. What about you?
1: <laughs> well, um, I uh I uh, did nerdy trivia again tonight at the the local cat cafe called a kitty beautiful the kitty beautiful which is a play off the city beautiful is what Orlando calls itself. It's not true. It's all lies. Uh, but anyways, it was really cute. There's a lot of new kittens in there tonight. I, I ran the trivia, so I basically got questions from the owner. He actually does does the questions. He's great, um, but he doesn't like being in the spotlight for that kind of thing. So he lets me do the like announcing the questions. I bring my speaker, my microphone, and um, my fiance Jolie got there with the computer and she helped put in the answers and like the uh, the points. And uh, yeah, it was a fun time. More people came this time. So it was kind of enjoyable. People were really enjoying hanging out with the cats. But we realized the questions were based towards an older audience. And it, the clientele at the Cat Cafe for a trivia event apparently skews 20s and younger. Like we had some like probably high school yeah. girls there that were having a great old time with the cats, but knew none of the answers to the questions. <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll, we'll fix that next time. Maybe skew a little younger with our questions. Uh, but also I've been looking at wedding venues, which is kind of fun.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: So I've been going around, uh, places. It's just, it's, it's a pain in the butt, but, uh, people are really nice when you go on tours, which is actually the fun part of this is when you get there, they're super nice to you because they want to schmooze you into going to pay your money. Yeah. They want my thousands of dollars. So, um, I get it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun so far. Some good options coming out, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been through this already, and I'm, I apologize for the stress you went through. But it's a stressful thing to do. And uh, Steve just got married right there in Central Park. So <laughs> yeah, like
0: sixty-five bucks. Amazing. It was like forty-five for the application and twenty bucks for the reservation fee or something.
1: <laughs> and your dad just had to move one homeless guy, and that was it.
0: And he he moved well. He did. <laughs> we left him a bunch of sandwiches and stuff.
1: That was really nice.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: I think it brings us to some nerdy news. That's right. It's time for Nerdy News.
0: All right. This one's called Prehistoric Prairie Dogs. <laughs> uh, paleontologists in South Argentina uh, have discovered a previously unknown small armored dinosaur. Hmm. The Jacopil Kanakura. What a name. Uh, these goofy bastards stood upright like pl- prairie dogs, uh, were a bit bigger than a house cat, and had bony disc-shaped armor plating down its neck and back. What's it called? The Jacopil Kanakura. I don't think it has a common name yet, but that's the scientific name.
1: Kura. I'm going to look up the picture of this crazy bastard.
0: <laughs> uh, it is officially the first armored dinosaur from the Cretaceous to be found in South America. So it opens up an entire new possibility for the fossil record down there. Wow! Um, and this thing is related to the Stegosaurus.
1: It sounded like Stegosaurus. where you describing it? Yeah.
0: But but tiny and like a kind of like a I don't know like a yeah like a prairie dog with armor plating that stands on tiny feet.
1: I'm looking at picture now. It's uh, yeah, that's that's interesting looking. This would be a cute <laughs> pet. <laughs> An armored. That's pet. right. When <laughs> they
0: finally get it back and you know resurrect all those dinosaurs we've been told about,
1: <laughs> you won't be able to look up the words "people" because uh, it's spelled really strangely. It's spelled
0: really strangely, but yeah, they kind of yeah, they're just odd looking. I like it. it's very cute. Yeah, I'd have one of those.
1: And we keep discovering new stuff like this. It's great. Uh, but so that brings I us to our, to our main segment. Main segment clerks two <laughs> two. <laughs> So, Steve, tell us uh, about Clerks 2 and what happens if you want to give any kind of uh, little small synopsis of kind of what came before, what, what the hell Clerks 1 was all about, but not the whole yeah, synopsis. I mean, but.
0: Uh, Clerks 1 very simply is about yeah. two guys who work at a combination quick stop and video rental store that like share a wall space uh, and kind of coming to terms with what their life has become. Mm hmm. Uh, and Clerks 2 very much takes that and kind of expands on that idea of what did their lives become.
1: And same uh, actors and, just 12 years later, uh, seeing what the hell's going on. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, same actors, a lot of reoccurring cast, um, just sort of, as you said, the viewers universe and Kevin all Smith, out in yeah. full-fledged. Uh, so let's talk about the, the plot a little bit because this movie is one of those movies where, like, not a lot happens, happens. Right. Because it just takes place of like over a day. Uh, the movie opens in black and white, which is what the entire first movie was in. As Dante, the main character, goes to open the quick stop, he opens the door, and we switch to color as the the quick stop is just on fire. <laughs> uh, and their old world is gone. But what do they do now? Well, they both end up Dante and Randall, uh, the, the sort of jackass friend, turn to working at a movie burger. Uh, Movie is from the VSQ universe and it's a mix between Mickey Mouse and McDonald's (laughs) Uh, on their drive in. They establish that it's Dante's last day. He has a fiance and he's moving to Florida.
1: Played by Kevin Smith's real life wife.
0: Uh, They prep for breakfast rush. Jay and silent Bob show up like as if by magic. And it turns out they've been in rehab and they no longer do drugs. They still sell them (laughs) back inside. Randall is making fun of disabled people on an online message port <laughs> and mistakes. Helen Keller for Frank. <laughs> Terrible. Frank uh, Dante's fiance comes to visit and discuss their future together. Dante seems really incredulous as it's basically, he's unsure of how well things are going for him suddenly. Mm-hmm. We get introduced to Elias, a straight-late Christian boy who's dropped off by his mom to work at the movie, and Randall just loves messing with him. <laughs> uh, back inside, Randall and Dante are debating the tenets of ass-to-mouth <laughs> when we get introduced to Bex, the owner's daughter who's running the place while her father's sick.
1: They say the word ass-to-mouth 14 times <laughs> within 30 seconds. <laughs> you
0: never go ass-to-mouth! <laughs> uh, Randall and Elias debate the finer points of Lord of the Rings when Uh, a customer gets involved and Randall makes fun of Lord of the Rings so much that the guy vomits. (laughs)
1: It was very weird.
0: (laughs) Bex and Dante shoot the shit and it comes out that they slept together at the store and Dante definitely has feelings for Bex. Mm -hmm. Just then the fiance shows back up. She's there with their wedding invitations and she shows that she picked a date without him. Not cool. Uh, Randall is inside working um, and he's working on something special for Dante's last day. So he schedules a donkey show.
1: Uh, If you aren't aware, donkey show is where someone has sex with a donkey. Yep, bestiality.
0: Uh, Suddenly, a guy from high school comes in, and he's become a huge success. He's made a ton of money, and he really gets under Randall's skin. And Randall and Dante get like go off to drive carts and get some air. They return. The store is in lunch rush and in shambles. Uh, And then Randall lets fly a racial slur, which he is unaware is a racial slur. And then he rattles off even more racial slurs. He's like, it's
1: not like it's like these words, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> it's so stupidly innocent. Like just the, 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 the level of stupidity and ignorance. I but think yeah, I brilliant. yeah, that's good. Um, Let's see. Bex tries to teach Dante a dance for his wedding. They go to the roof and Jane Sound Bob put on ABC by the Jackson five and a dance number breaks out in the street below. Bex reveals she's pregnant with Dante's baby, but he does. she doesn't want Dante's help. She drives off upset. Uh, Randall encourages Dante to go after her because the donkey show needs time to set up. <laughs>
1: That's the only reason. Yeah.
0: Dante returns an hour later. He thinks the restaurant is on fire. He has flashbacks to the store being on fire because he's filled with smoke. He calls the fire department and then rushes inside. And it turns out it's a smoke machine for the donkey show. <laughs> So then it turns so then the donkey comes out and like a leather stud daddy comes out and they're like, the woman's going to come any moment now. And it turns out the donkey is Kiki Kelly. <laughs> and the leather daddy is the stud. So then they proceed to watch this man have sex with the donkey.
1: He's like, I thought there was going to be a woman in this show. He's like, I didn't. Kelly can be a man or woman's name. <laughs> and
0: he's Kinky Kelly. She's the stud. Oh, yeah. my God uh the talkie's
1: also a dude though dude named kelly (laughs) uh,
0: so in the next matter of time beck shows up thinking the place is on fire realizes what's happening dante tells her he loves her they kiss just in time for his fiance to show up jay lets it be known that someone is pregnant thinking it's dante's fiance he congratulates her but she figures out it's becks throws a cake at them and then most of them get arrested (laughs) (laughs) in like five minutes of time this all happens They're in prison. Randall and Dante finally have it, have it out and uh, about how they each wasted their future with each other. And Randall reveals that he's really afraid that Dante is leaving and it's making him feel like a failure. And he's like, like, what what am I going to do now? Uh, During this discussion, they kind of angrily pitch the idea of reopening the quick stop and running it together. And they don't have the money, but luckily Jay and silent Bob can give them a loan (laughs) uh, under the condition that they can loiter out front as much as they want forever. (laughs) A little life. Dante makes up with Bex. They get engaged. Movie ends with a montage of them getting alone, renovating the half-burnout uh, quick stop, and setting it back up with the quick stop and video store. They hire Elias.
1: The Christian and kid. And everyone
0: lives happily ever after. Janstown and Aunt Bob go back to their leaning wall and put on some jams. And everyone is back where they should be as the camera pulls out and switches back to black and white.
1: Until, of course, whatever happens in Clerks 3 coming up. In Clerks
0: 3. Um so this movie everyone seems to love this movie or hate this movie and there's very little in between.
1: Well I'll uh, I'll change that for you but go ahead what are we going to say?
0: I'm on the love side of this. Mm-hmm. I think that while very crass the dialogue is very well written, executed well. Kevin Smith has always had really good timing when it comes to like editing and his cuts and the way his scenes come together and the way he catches reactions. Are all things I really like about his style, and a lot of that comes through here. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay and Silent Bob, I think were used tastefully, which is not always the case. Uh, like they're, when they had their own movie, and I was done by like fifteen minutes in.
1: I never, I don't know if I ever saw the full movie, the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, it's one of those ones where it's just it goes. It was like, oh, this is funny when there's it's ten minutes of them in an hour and a half film with an hour and a half of them, it just kind of goes, uh oh. yeah, <laughs> um, so I, then other things like, I love the Randall versus Elias foil with Randall being like the ultimate crass bastard and Elias being the sheltered Christian kid who really likes transformers.
1: And I love when Randall tells him about the, um, vagina troll. Basically Randall has a girlfriend, not Randall, uh, Elias, the Christian kid has a girlfriend who has told him that she they can't have sex because she has the vagina troll and the vagina troll would would like bite and off, bite his, off. <laughs> his penis if it went inside her vagina, and I love that moment because you look at Randall, and it shows the better actor that Randall has become, the actor of that plays Randall because he has a moment where he's like he he can't make fun of him because he he just feels really bad That's for him at that sad. point. Yeah, he's like. I, i'll be right back and he just walks away because but i love that moment because he's like no no I, I can't even do anything with that I, that is sad and he just walks away without saying it you see it on his face and i was like that was actually a really good moment
0: <laughs> uh i loved his rant making fun of lord of the rings mm. that's just a great rant um the ass to mouth stuff is good
1: <laughs> just <laughs> i'm gonna take that out of context now that clip you right should
0: there. um <laughs> put that in the intro <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ass to mouth is good <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so th- there are a lot of things i like so dislike th- like it's one of the movies just like the original word like nothing specific happens it's it's the course of a day mm-hmm. um there's no major events or monumental things the closest thing is when uh was jason lee's character shows up yeah and make and really gets on a rattle skin that's like the closest thing to like something happening that occurs <laughs> true um but now i I'm one of the people that really, really enjoys this movie for what it is.
1: So I'm of the um, unique stance that where I couldn't remember Clerks 1 very well. I'd seen both of these long time ago. Like I saw this one when it came out in theaters. Um, so I rewatched Clerks 1 right before watching this one. And I definitely like Clerks 1 a lot more. Um, I feel the difference being that Clerks 1 had more... <laughs> It was entirely unique being black and white, but that wasn't on purpose. It was just cheaper films. They used black and white. Um, right. But it was a lot of vignettes. It felt very specific. Like it's a very – the feel of the movie was very much this own movie where these little things happen in vignettes. They'd have a moment talking about their lives or a Dante's girlfriend. But then it'd go to the customer. It would always be about these – because they're clerks. That's what they are. Let's, let's see this crazy customer doing their crazy thing. The whole – in the first movie, there's a guy who walks in and tries to get all the customers to stop smoking and want well, you guys just chew gum instead. And it, he gets this big following. It turns out he works for the the, the big gum uh, company. So he wants people to just, just so <laughs> chew more gum. And then it goes to the lady who's – or the guy who's um, losing his mind. So he's going through looking at – um. Uh, checking all the eggs to make sure and it's just like it was and then it would go back to them it was just very it was almost artistic and it was interesting um, and super snappy dialogue to the point where it felt like it was 1940s dialogue it was so fast and like and that was could be partially that they weren't very seasoned actors at the time so maybe it was just kind of bad acting but it was also felt like a 40s movie just snappy snappy dialogue and then you get to this one and it feels like they more wanted to tell a story like they like the movie Waiting had already come out you know with um yeah and it felt more like that, like not that that's a bad thing. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, take, I'm gonna change your mind here. I'm in the middle because I don't dislike this movie. It was funny, um, but it just I think it strayed so far away from what made Clerks so cool and interesting and different and artistic. And this one was just like, eh, it was a it was a crass funny story, um, you know, with these characters that are, it felt like waiting. It felt like one of those movies or like um, Euro Trip or something like that. with that kind of humor, and there, there more was just a storyline of this day. And there was very little about the the quirky customers. There was some, but not but not much. There was
0: some. There was you know when the the racial slurs, right? With with the and what, like Wanda, and Wanda Sykes is yeah. there about to jump over the counter and beat them both. And I loved
1: her husband. He was just like, oh come on, baby, can we take the food with us at least? We already got it. Like <laughs> cock
0: stain. What's a cock stain? If you want to do a cock stain.
1: It's one of those white people terms. I don't know what the hell they're white saying. White people
0: shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was that was good. That's why I, I like I it, because I, I don't dislike
1: the movie, because there are f- a lot of funny moments individually that were definitely Kevin Smith's signature kind of dialogue yeah. and stuff. Um, uh,
0: but honestly, and then also Randall, the guy who plays Randall, has become a much better actor, despite not doing a ton of acting.
1: Yeah, he must have taken classes uh, or something.
0: And he really had to sell that ending. Of his character finally breaking down. He puts up this huge facade and it's such a prick the whole movie mm-hmm. and finally breaking it
1: down that he's afraid. And even in that racist moment where he's like, My grandmother always said that. And then he's like, You see the realization on his face where he's legitimately realizing, Oh shit, my grandmother was a racist. <laughs> you know, it's just oh, like, Oh man, maybe she was racist. I know. And like, he sold that really well. It's like, That's why you don't get too mad at him for using these terrible terms because he just thought they were okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's. So yeah, you're right. He's he was kind of one of the high points of this movie because Dante is Dante. He's like he's he's okay, but he's always just like angry all the time. And also, he's a terrible person. <laughs> like he actually legitimately is terrible to the women in his life. So I mean, I, you don't like Dante a lot, but Randall is very endearing in this movie. Surprisingly.
0: Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's Clerks too. I recommend it. You have to be in the mood for crass humor and very really crass. crude jokes.
1: Some dated you know, stuff Helen that'll be hard Keller, to hear. Dan
0: Frank, ass to mouth. <laughs> yeah. Some some really ignorant racial slurs said by an even more ignorant gentleman.
1: And that's the good thing, is that it it also doesn't age too poorly because the, the vulgar moments are so over the top vulgar and not using a lot of you know, I think there is some homophobic slurs in the movie occasionally, I don't remember, but um it's still not as bad as other movies that just throw around terrible terms. This is just like a donkey show which no one individually is me offended by portraying a donkey show on the screen it's just it's just ridiculously obscenely funny so yeah
0: <laughs> that happened. Uh, yeah I, I also love when Randall tries to convince Elias that transformers are of the devil <laughs> yeah. that's good
1: that was really funny and then go bots they talk about go bots a bit too <laughs>
0: <laughs> hell that's an Elias job and now it's a Randall job <laughs>
1: All right, so some trivia for this movie. Uh, one of the things that most prompted Kevin Smith to make the film was a promise he made to friend Jason Mewes, who plays Jay of Jay and Silent Bob. He said if Mewes managed to stay off drugs, he would be able to play the character of Jay one more time. And Smith kept his promise because he stayed off drugs for a while. And he's still sober for many years now. I've heard an interview with him recently Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Jason Mewes has been mm-hmm. sober for a long time. Uh, when Dante picks up Randall in the beginning of the film – the House Randall Exits was Kevin Smith's childhood house on 21 Jackson Street in New Jersey. It was pretty cool. nice. Kevin Smith was criticized for casting his wife, Jennifer Schwalbach-Smith, in the movie. Uh, he defended himself by saying, I always cast my friends in my movies. Why wouldn't I cast my best friend, which is my wife? <laughs> and I was like, that's fair, man. I totally. That's totally fair. <laughs> Uh, um, she was kind of scary looking. I hate to say that, that's mean, but she's like got a lot of plastic surgery. She was like skeleton thin. She has
0: severe features, I think. Yeah, skeleton
1: I thin. That. It was just kind of disturbing. Um, but she wasn't bad. She wasn't bad in the part. Um, the idea to have Jason Muse do his Buffalo bill dance to goodbye horses came straight <laughs> straight from Jason Muse, who apparently does this on a regular basis to writer and director Kevin Smith. <laughs> where you it's basically where you tuck your penis. In between your thighs and then stand like you're – and look, look like you're a woman. Um, and you have to listen
0: to a specific song.
1: Yeah, it's disturbing. Uh, <laughs> Although kept most Kevin Smith films have been interlocked with reoccurring characters, locations, and themes, as well as many references to each other, this is the first real sequel made to any of the films, which is pretty cool.
0: Okay, that's true. Uh,
1: several actresses were considered for the role of Becky, which eventually went to Rosario Dawson. Among them were Sarah Silverman who didn't want to play a love interest, but noting that she would have played Randall in a heartbeat. <laughs> she joked that she wanted to play Randall. <laughs> uh, Rachel Weiss, uh, albeit secretly. Uh, wait a no, Rachel Vice, who the filmmakers considered too difficult to get a hold of because they wanted her for the role, but she was too good to hold of. Bryce Dallas Howard was already attached to Lady in the Water, but they wanted her. Okay. Uh, Liv Tyler did not feel comfortable saying much of the dialogue, <laughs> so she didn't do it. Fair. Uh, Ellen Pompeo. Uh, Could not do the movie because her commitment to Grey's Anatomy. She's the Grey from Grey's Anatomy. Right. Um, And Rosario Dawson was considered a long shot but finally agreed to the movie mainly to see the filming of the donkey show. (laughs) That was her interest in seeing this. She's like, I want to see how you pull this off. I'm going to do this. Uh, Prior to the release of the film, Kevin Smith had mentioned releasing an MP3 file commentary to be uploaded and listened to in the movie theaters via iPod. This is aging, this movie. Uh, Ultimately, theater owners and exhibitors objected and the plan was scrapped. But the commentary, which also features Scott Mosier, one of the producers, and Jeff Anderson, another producer, was released on the DVD unchanged. So it contains references to the listener being in a movie theater, including the best time to take a bathroom break. (laughs) So if you can find that commentary somewhere, they're assuming you're in the theater listening to it, which is funny. That's awesome. Um, The movies used in the film was a closed Burger King. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. Very stylized. Mm -hmm. And the word fuck and its variations are used 136 times throughout this movie. (laughs) Yeah. That's insane. It's very vulgar. Very vulgar. You got to be in the mood for that kind of movie. It's true. All right. So my bit for the night, since we are talking about a movie called Clerks and they're selling products, it's all about consumerism and how bored the characters are by that. I'm going to call this bit Consumer Whoring. (laughs) <laughs> and so what we're going to do here is I'm going to play part of an ad campaign or jingle Oh, shit. from the 90s or early 2000s.
0: Get prepared to be destroyed. <laughs> when I these movies came out. In banks in my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so Steve has to tell me the product that is either that, that commercial segment or that jingle segment. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready for oh, this? Oh, man. You're going down. <laughs> okay. Here's the first one a little longer stay close a little longer hold
0: tight a little longer longer. big longer with big red there you go you got it big red red gum your fresh breath goes on
1: and on Uh, you're going
0: down this shit haunts my dreams and i'm gonna win a bunch of points with it
1: of course all right here we go second one we. Okay. I need to keep track that you're getting ones correct. All right, hold on. It's important. Might as well just mark them all, baby. Uh, C for correct. Right, okay. here we go. Go
0: for it, red. Go
1: for
0: it, black. Go for, go for it, Connect, it. Connect four. Get three in a row. <laughs> yes. Go four Connect one. four. Go for it. Connect, Connect four. four.
1: All right, here's the next one. This one's a little more difficult. All right, here we go.
0: Okay. Okay. Well
1: I was shopping for a new car, which one's me? A cool convertible or an SUV? Too bad I didn't know my credit was whack, cause now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact. Mmm. A little more challenging they, did, this they did
0: three or four of them. I remember it was this little indie band, and they were singing about the woes of getting car insurance. <laughs> um <laughs> I am so ashamed. I can see the commercials in my head. Oh, yeah, because they came on so much.
1: This is back when we all had to watch commercials, folks. Like we we had to watch TV, had to watch commercials.
0: I don't know. It is
1: Freecreditreport.com. Ah man,
0: Freecreditreport.com. Exactly. Yeah, I went that way.
1: (laughs) All right, here's the next one. God damn it. (laughs) Do Do, uh, (laughs) I an easy one?
0: That's uh, Mentos,
1: the maker. I'm letting it play. I could, we cuts off there before the product gets mentioned. But yes, Mentos, the Freshmaker. <laughs> All right, here's our next one. Yo, who's
0: that? Yo, Yo pick up the phone. Hello? What's that? What's that? Was that? Was that Budweiser?
1: Yes, good job.
0: It was a big Super Bowl commercial, because then I want to say the next year was the Budweiser Frogs.
1: Bud wise Urr. Urr. Yep. exactly all right here we go another hopefully easy one days looking new and bright and you're gonna start it right
0: oh maybe not <laughs> a little difficult play play it one more time one more time all right, here, we go,
1: here we go days looking new and bright and you're gonna start it right
0: i want to say it's quaker oatmeal
1: oh not quite it folgers yes but it's it. too late. i knew it was around. one of those
0: two. damn 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 <laughs> the best part of waking up well i remember the rockapella one and i was like i couldn't tell if that was the same one the same song or not
1: oh yeah steve and i would just listen to the rockapella version of the folder song unironically because like, it was just, just a fun. version of anything <laughs> all right here we go this is the Good. one you should get when you want a hot meal without a big deal what are you gonna pick hot pocket <laughs> yes hot pockets <laughs> this is a nostalgia train right here, man. It's ridiculous. Choo-choo coming through. <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay. This one's a little more difficult. It wasn't up our alley necessarily. Hey now, kids, come get around. Would just in the and the very best thing of all is the counter on
0: this ball. <laughs> Try to beat your very best score. Try to a whole lot more. Just skip it. Skip it. Yes,
1: you got it. Skip it. (laughs) Oh, consumer whoring. I love it. All right. We have two more left. All right. Here we go. You want to keep warm when you're feeling chilled, but you don't want to raise your heating (laughs) bill. Blankets are okay, but they can slip and slide. And when you need to reach for something, your hands are trapped inside. What is Oh,
0: God. What do they call that (laughs) monstrosity? It was like a blanket. (laughs) robe thing. Uh, <laughs> and i'm thinking of the 30 rock version which i think is called a slanket
1: oh that was well, the 30 rock 30 version, yeah.
0: version making fun of the real thing
1: <laughs> i forgot they called it a slanket that was so
0: funny um or pajama rolls that's the other one they make fun of <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't know i can see it in my head oh. and then there's families <laughs> sitting outside in lawn chairs like in these things, pretending like they're enjoying a night in these things. God, I can't remember.
1: All right, he gives up. It is the Snuggy.
0: The Snuggy. <laughs> Not the Slanket the or s- the Pajama Rolls.
1: <laughs> All right, here's the last one. All right. I'm sad it's the last one, but here it is. Can you hear me now? Good. Was that...
0: Oh, because he switched companies was that Verizon at the time
1: yes good job
0: because now he works for Sprint exactly
1: he's like betrayed them <laughs> in their honor yeah so Steve you got seven out of ten that's fantastic
0: man good and the job. ones I didn't get I was so close
1: you were very close in ah. a couple of the other ones
0: like I could see them in my friggin head
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say uh, that's man. very well done
0: No, seriously, I've got such a knacky mind for jingles and rhymes and stuff. Like, I'll never get that crap
1: out. Well, especially from that era of our lives, they played over and over and over again. (laughs) But that brings us to some uh, Radical Recommends.
0: If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. All right. So I'm going to preface this by saying I'm incredibly late to the game. Approximately a decade I've come to find out because <laughs> uh, my rat, radical recommend is the Goldbergs. Uh-huh. Now that we have access to Hulu, I'm going through and checking out a lot of shows from the major networks that I just wouldn't have because I just didn't have network TV for a long time. Yeah. And the Goldbergs is one of them. And it's very much that nostalgia train pulling out of the track. It probably is much more so for like my brother's generation.
1: Is it got an 80s set or?
0: Uh Yeah. Okay. I think literally every episode is like sometime in nineteen eighty something. <laughs> uh, it's narrated by Patton Oswalt. It's about, uh, you know, a middle class family living in suburbia. It's based off of Adam Goldberg, the creator's life. To the point where a lot of times he has home video clips that show the people he's referencing. Oh, wow. Or show the thing he referenced in the show. Uh, There's very much nerds. A lot of the episodes are dedicated or homaged to specific uh, episodes. One that comes to mind is the two boys uh, fall in love with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) And so they decide to try to do a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they literally like haphazardly act their way through the plot of of Ferris Bueller's Day Off while (laughs) skipping school. Nice. Uh, The guy who plays their grandpa is like a
1: well-known
0: comedic actor you'll recognize from something.
1: Um, He's a guy that had scandal recently, kind of.
0: Did right? he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why he got kicked off the show because he apparently was he, he didn't do anything bad like like Lucy K or something like that or or Cosby. He just kind of I think he had kind of that old school comic mentality, like okay toots or like whatever, or like right. And so he was just like not respectful to women on set. So they finally people had enough. And they're like, you gotta get out of here. So, but he wasn't like it wasn't like he you know. Push himself on somebody or something horrible like that, uh, thankfully.
0: And I've heard that the uh, this show falls off sometime after season six, because Adam Goldberg, the creator, I don't know, got kicked off or stopped associating with the show. Uh, yeah. uh, but I still have four more seasons till I get there. So I'm going to enjoy yeah, it a lot less. Fine. <laughs> so my radical recommend this week is the Goldbergs.
1: It's funny. It's one of those shows like that. Everyone seems to watch or they're popular on network TV. So I just never watch them like Modern Family. I've never seen a single episode of Modern Family, but it's so popular. I'm just like, now I'm just like against it because it's so popular, but I don't know. But good recommendation. And that brings us to some uh, trailer reviews. All right. So this time around, we have a, uh, once again, going into the horror thriller kind of category, but also sci-fi. We are
0: coming to that time of the year. We are,
1: you know, February, not February. That's long off, but it's kind of the blank part of the year. We're not really giving us up. And it's funny I say blank because the movie's name is blank um nice. and this movie seems to be about um a writer who can't who's has writer block writer's block and she can't really think of what to do for her story and in this alternate future or whatever she's able to go to this resort place where you basically uh are kind of locked in to this one building and they give you a robot servant that will do everything for you just so you have a secluded place to clear your mind and to make her story happen um but something goes wrong at this resort place where this robot is her servant and she gets locked in for real and she can't leave. And the robot starts to malfunction and is seemingly trying to kill her. <laughs> so it had some kind of that's at least what I gathered from it. Is that what you kind of saw in the trailer?
0: Yeah, uh, there's mention like Wayne Brady's there, which is odd enough as it is. Yeah, he's like the hologram um,
1: guide of the, the resort or something. It's strange.
0: But they mentioned that a virus is taking over, but it's unclear whether it's something outside because they mentioned like something outside is affecting something in here. Mm. Uh, or if it's a computer virus they're talking about, or if the house has kicked in some sort of fail safe because of some sort of viral outbreak, it's not a hundred percent clear. Right. Um, i like this, this trailer in that they showed us a lot, but I really still don't quite know what this movie is about.
1: Yeah. And I've seen so that, that lead actress before. Good job with too. the trailer. Yeah. It's a good, good trailer. It looks like kind of like more of an indie budget kind of thing. Um, but not an out-and-out out slasher. It looks like there's good special effects with the robot person. Um, so, yeah, it's a good thing, though, if it came out on, like, one of the streaming services, it'd be a fun late-night watch, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I paid money for this, but it showed up on something I already paid money for. Yeah, I'll check it out.
1: Uh, I give this um, one Gary Busey watching this movie um, and saying to Raul Julia nearby, Hey, do you see this? And he's like, Oh, don't tell me. What? Oh. That seems actually kind of interesting. And he sits down and watches it with Gary Busey.
0: Uh, I I give this one Gary Busey in his kitchen trying to make breakfast. And he goes to the toaster and he goes, toast, toast. I said, make the toast. (laughs) And he just takes turns yelling at various appliances
1: in his kitchen. That's a fair review of this film. Very enlightened and analytical. (laughs) Oh my god. Well
0: that brings us to the episode, end of the episode 154 of a play on nerds. Uh keep on. We're join us next time when we're gonna talk about something so cool that we don't even know what it is yet.
1: Oh my god, you guys don't even know. It's gonna be so great.
0: Keep on coming back and being our nerdy audience, and we'll keep on coming back and being your nerdy co-hosts. Thanks again,
1: internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. Thanks for listening to A Play on Nerds. Feel free to email feedback at aplayonnerds.com with all your questions or comments. Shoot us a
0: message on Facebook or Twitter and earn yourself a sweet shout-out on the show.
1: Review us on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts so even more nerds can find us. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, we aren't picky. Check out our entire back catalog and other offerings at aplayonnerds.com.
0: And how...